welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I am your host, Bogar the Barbarian. And my guest with me today is Taylor from the Clerics Wear Ringmail podcast and blog. Hello, Taylor. How are you? Hey, hello, hello. I'm doing right well this morning, and thank you for having me on. No doubt. I, I actually I listened to your podcast. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> Yep. And yep. And I yours. So we'll get to listen to each other. And uh, when this comes out. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> great. How long have you been doing the podcast and blog stuff? And how did you get started there doing all that? Well, let's see. The blog came first. The blog was kind of my baby. Uh, when I was, uh, let's see, 2018 or so, my wife and I had uh, a set of twins. Uh, and uh, newborns are difficult, but uh, two newborns, you'd think that would double the difficulty. No, it's it's more an exponent. It gets, it goes nuts. And so I wasn't able to play, uh, I wasn't able to run, I, I had been running a DCC game at the time, and that kind of came to a screeching halt. <laughs> and uh, then they, uh, I wasn't able to run a game again ooh, for two years. I wasn't able to play again for a full year. And the the blog was a sort of way after after a few months of that, I was able to kind of put my thoughts on paper. And the blog was a way to get back in the hobby, to contribute something. And it's it's a free document backup. So I like to put yeah. out uh, free dun uh, dungeon maps and keys occasionally. And as I can use those. And if even if nobody reads the blog, then hey, again, free document storage. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And, and since then, it's taken on a life of its own. I'm having a lot of fun with it putting out house rules, not necessarily my house rules. I give credit where credit is due, trying to discuss uh, mechanical impacts and some of that fun stuff. And then getting a cool opportunity to hang out with uh, figures in the role-playing community uh, like yourself. You're into a lot of the same kind of games I'm into. Like you, I was just playing, I haven't, I don't, I haven't ran DCC, but I, we do, we did play a campaign this last year and actually that group picked up MCC mutant crawl classics here recently mm. in the last few months. And we've been running through that. We, we tend to run multiple characters when we play DCC <laughs> or MCC. And this is mutant crawl classics has been really lethal. <laughs> right, yeah. That's fun. How many, how many people are in y'all's group out of curiosity? Oh, you know, it varies. Our, our group is, I, I'd say that our, our, our wider group is pretty big. We have a lot of people that circulate in and out of different games. Mm. I think that the MCC DCC nights we have around Five. And all that moved online when COVID happened for the most part. Right. I have one in-person game right now. The online gaming is where most of our gaming has been since 2020. And that's all new to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's and that's a familiar story. A lot of folks went online in 2020. So that's cool. And you said you're running a couple of characters at a time. That can happen if uh, so. DCC gets a lot of credit for being a pretty good con game because you can go nuts, and it gets a lot of uh, attention about the funnels. But if you if you've played those kind of games before and you you don't play it like they're, you're throwing the character away when you're getting back on the plane to go home, you can end up with uh, a couple characters uh, even if you do the funnel intro. I remember that happened. Yeah. That happened to us at least. Yeah, I ended up. Well, actually, our first our first MCC session, we had we had we had just total party kill. <laughs> Everybody, it, was, yeah. it was everyone died in that funnel. We all we all got nuked. So, but afterwards, the, I had some survivors. I had three runners around i had a plant a plant uh, they plant ants they're called plant <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, 
and I got a uh, a frog mutant and and a and a person who's more like a barbarian character. I call him Glad Max. He's happy mm. about everything instead of mad like Mad Max. <laughs> <laughs> we get silly with it, but. Have you been working on your own thing? I had, uh, I had been one of the one of the big things I've been looking for in uh, OSR land was the the original experience. Now, my my first experience uh, was in the two E epoch, and I played with a, a handful of eight year olds, and I never actually got to touch the books, and that was two three experiences that were nuts, and I didn't see the uh, I didn't see the book again until my mother bought us the third edition starter set, and of course I've just destroyed my OSR cred there, but we'll we'll just run with it. <laughs> and so uh, since since I think fourth edition came out is when I kind of migrated away from the the D and D land, and then kind of got. I, discovered all of the stuff that had existed before the stuff that could have been in there and i i do apologize my son squalled in the other room and i've totally forgotten where i was going with this <laughs> with this story so the blog is uh i'm trying to keep that going uh we recently had our third child and it uh kind of interrupted my schedule a little bit and so i'm trying to get that back into a groove putting out i'm working on today a ose bx adventure that i'm going to put out in the next couple of weeks uh oh excellent yep yeah, all free not out of my magnum magnanimity but uh, because i'm too lazy to set up an itch page <laughs> uh, but yeah i i put out I, everything i do I try to put out for free because that's that's part of the fun of the hobby. And the the biggest thing that got that keeps me in it is the uh, the, the communities that spring up around it and how I don't have to pay for <laughs> uh, any of this stuff. One of the big draws people talked about the original D and D as like this this kind of mysterious ten thousand dollar box set. I don't know if you uh, one of the one of the Twitter accounts I follow periodically will show a bunch of uh, original editions or other cool uh, stuff going up at auction. And it's amazing. These uh, little pulp paper pamphlets that are 50 years old, they're 10, 15 grand for the set. It's amazing. Yeah, how, it's a uh, thing. It's yeah, it's a amazing. Thing. It's a thing. I, I saw a set of the old wood grain box one point in time, and this is, must have been late 90s or so. At a, mm. The only time I ever saw one in person was at a um was at a game store in Cleveland, Ohio. And I, I and I looked at it and I was like blown away by how much they wanted. And in retrospect, <laughs> I think they were asking like 150 or 200 bucks at most. And I was like, wow, that's so much. But what is going for now is yeah. a lot. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that definitely beat inflation. <laughs> <laughs> well, also my like one thing is like you mentioned with the kids, it puts a it puts a hindrance on mm. how much you can play. I had I was a single father of two children. I'm still raising them. They're teenagers, and mm -hmm. put me through a roller coaster this week. These children. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And, and yeah, but one of the big things of reason why I played so many, like when 3.5 came out, I went to Barnes and Nobles and looked at the books and said, I don't have that kind of money. I was picking <laughs> up like more. I got tons of AD and D stuff at home already, mm -hmm. and I was picking up at like half price books and half price bookstores like. For like a fraction of the original cover price, well, yeah, all the other on the dollar. yeah, it, nobody yeah. wanted it, and I was like, oh yeah, let's just keep on playing this. They're super cheap. Oh yeah, it's super cheap. Get into it. <laughs> and when you're paying yeah. for kids to eat and everything, like that's not cheap. It's no, it not. is not. <laughs> 
and they they eat more as they get older. Spoiler yeah. alert for any listeners who don't have them. <laughs> well, mine, 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 mine vacillate. They go through periods. My it, eating is another story. I'm not even going to get into yeah. that. You need to eat better, kid. <laughs> <laughs> we need we need to get you some standard rations in addition to those iron ones you keep pumping in. Yeah, it's, it's it is it is. But yeah, like just affordability and the time with kids, it kept me playing A D and D. That's. That's one of the biggest impacts of why I stayed in there. I, I I eventually like bought other systems and tried them, but haven't got into them yet. Yeah, I but you know for the long time that that was a huge factor of it. Oh yeah, I had a buddy who I don't know if he knew a guy at Mongoose or if he just was on their mailing list, but I swear for the longest time this friend of mine he's in, he's in atlanta now so i don't really get to talk to him that much but every time mongoose because during during the 2000s there they were picking up a bunch of old ips you know they did traveler i know they yeah. did paranoia they did judge dread i think and so they kept picking up these ips and he would walk in with the play test and so every other month it felt like <laughs> there was this new thing that he was messing with and sometimes it was balanced sometimes it wasn't but every time we kind of put it through the ringer and that was that was a lot of fun yeah i i've always been one like like, like when i started i didn't start with the dnd i think i've said a million times i started with boss's doctor who box and all these other different games i came into dnd kind of a few years down the road with second edition a dnd mm. it was actually that ravenloft box set that my buddy was running it was the first time oh, i ever cool. played and checked it out so I have tons of nostalgia for that second ed player's handbook. Yeah. I say that. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And it's it's a good it's a good resource because the there it gets a little bit of flack uh, in some of the communities I'm in, mostly because it's fun to uh, tease your online friends. <laughs> but the yes, two E is a great a good entry point, I think, because because one E, it's a great, great book. It has it's the spirit and I, kicked off the OSR, uh, truth be told, because Osric uh, is where I think the OSR acronym came from. That's not the point. The The more important part is 2E was a great kind of streamlining. It may, It's a lot more readable in a lot of ways. And it doesn't yeah uh, it, it it doesn't have demons in it yeah they are they just re they just renamed them so the fundies wouldn't get on them well here's the thing when we played second edition we played a d and d just across the board we didn't make a different differentiate between first and second like at our table yeah, you didn't yeah you didn't have to i played second edition games back in the day that didn't use thaco that was still they were still using the a d and d charts and I've played games that used, I've done them both. I, I always ran it with the Thacko. I didn't like the charts as much because I can write down the numbers and do the math in my head real quick. And the players yep, have done. to re deal with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thacko minus roll equals armor class hit. That's all you need. <laughs> yeah. And, I, and a lot of times I think, because if players do have to try to calculate it, it, it is frustrating because I, I have had to re-explain it. But when they don't, and I'm doing it. There's no problem. They don't even have right. to worry about the numbers. They just have to tell me what they rolled, and I tell them if they hit or not. And yep. I like that. And it works out great. <laughs> yeah, it works out great. Helps with the immersion. Now, when it comes to like OD&D and the way that it was ran there, um, the original game, that's I can't even pretend to play that. Pretend <laughs> that that's a game I've ever played. I've never played that game. <laughs> to be honest, if you've played 1E and you've played 2E, you've played OE with the with the alternate combat system. And that's what I found when uh, when I finally kind of dove into it. And uh, Wizards has the old OE stuff with uh, with some redactions, you know, the, the copyright infringing stuff that got taken out yes. of the subsequent printings. 
they might be able to put some of it back because remember i want to say they had the lovecraft mythos in yes. the original set and that got removed over like estate stuff but then uh that's all public domain now so uh, yeah you you heard it here first watsy you can put that stuff back it's an exclusive <laughs> back in there <laughs> it's the elric stuff that i'm thinking that was in that book yeah, that they might not be able yeah, to it was. chaos him head that yeah, they can't know. uh they can't do uh, the elric stuff they can't do the uh, lord of the rings stuff they they were ants versus treants that kind of fun stuff well, have you heard this story about about them being able to when they put when they removed the information from the book? Apparently, they could. They did have the hmm. rights, but they had to credit Chaosium when hmm. selling it. And essentially, they didn't want to give that advertisement to the competitors. Why it was pulled? Hmm. That's curious. I hadn't heard that. I'm going to have to find this. There's a whole thing out there. <laughs> I, the Google is out hmm. there. Just go out to town, <laughs> Google it, and. Uh, there's there's a like a, a parent i've always thought oh well it was copyright infringements what i've heard for years with that mm -hmm. that's the deities and demigods book mm -hmm. we're talking about but apparently right. it wasn't copyright infringement they said that with that tsr was you know not that uh stupid for lack mm -hmm. of a better term but right. that they just they, didn't want to continue to give advertisement to Chaosium is what they felt like. Hmm. Oh, the, oh, yeah, we're talking about back in the day. I was thinking, for, yeah, that makes sense because Chaosium has the Call of Cthulhu. Yes. They don't they don't own Lovecraft because, like I said, it's, it's public domain, but they own Call of Cthulhu and they have a whole bunch of uh, product, which is uh, well worth looking into. It's uh, I've listened to a handful. It's It's too heavy for me to pick up these days that's one of the draws of old old games is because i learned them back when i had the spare brain cells to learn them and fortunately enough of them haven't died uh and I, that i can still <laughs> kind of fake it but yeah the call of cthulhu if uh, you're you're young and smart unlike me <laughs> it's not then, it's never been a difficult to pick up system i i had the old second edition box years ago i don't know what happened to it it's it's, mm -hmm. it's been gone forever but I've got still like many old editions of Call of Cthulhu. It's one that I've always gotten into. And when I was like in high school, it got me into reading Lovecraft. If it wasn't for that game. I wouldn't have picked up the little paperbacks and read them. <laughs> yep. And and for whatever his his failings are, it's the, the, the stories are nice. The stories are fun. And they have they bring this uh, occasionally they fall into and uh, Clark Ashton Smith. Another yes. one of my favorite authors, not necessarily for all of his pulp, but for his like Hyperborea stuff. That's and uh, Zothique. I'm going to pronounce that wrong, but uh, there's no one here to correct me. <laughs> <laughs> I pronounce yeah. everything wrong. <laughs> oh, I just I just spoke with um, Casey Christofferson and I've been running Rapanatook for years. And uh, we had a discussion about this, and, and it'll probably be on the podcast. I don't know what order was coming out. <laughs> Y'all will hear it soon. I learned that I've been pronouncing Rapanathook wrong this whole time. It's Rapanathook. I'm like, oh, well. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's a long time I've been saying this wrong. So, yeah. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> it happens. Yeah, it definitely happens. I just um, see it in writing, and then yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, you know what we pronounce wrong forever is the drow. And there was this 
So officially, I do believe it is drow. And there's this constant kind of uh, back and forth. Should it be drow? Should it be drow? And the the buddy the buddy of mine who settled it for me was a guy whose last name was Brown. And he goes, well, my last name isn't Brown. Now, is it? <laughs> like, yeah. like, yeah, that's funny. I'm going to keep that. But apparently it's based off of a uh, Gaelic legend, yes. uh, the trow. And I learned about that recently. It's I won't I won't go into too many details. Oh, no, uh, go into but, details. That's fine. <laughs> but yes, but <laughs> the, the but yes, yeah, this this uh, uh, Gaelic cr- creature, this myth that uh, that was inspired uh, that inspired the the evil. Uh, well, at the time they're they're changing them up a little bit now to try to open up, I guess, role play avenues uh, for characters playing them. But having set them up as the antagonist, as the other, in a kind of a uh, Andersonian way. Another fun author, uh, Paul Anderson, less into his sci-fi stuff, more into his fantasy. I've got the one that's like lion. Oh yeah, three, three three hearts, three lions. Three, yeah, that's the one I have, and I've yet I got a little little heart back of it, an old <laughs> one, and I have yet to read through it. Well, hopefully yeah. soon. Yeah, it's fun. Well, we're coming up about on time. I, I want to thank you so much for showing up and, and coming on here. Could you give the listeners um, an idea where they can find your blog and your podcast and everything you have out there online? Yep, absolutely. Thank you. Uh, thank you for having me on again. It's been a blast talking to you. My blog is the Clerics Wear Ringmail blog. I'm also on Twitter uh, at Holy Armor, which of course is why Clerics Wear Ringmail. Uh, <laughs> got got the uh, podcast available in your friendly podcast player, uh, Clerics Wear Ringmail, and uh, also on the YouTube. Uh, try to put up. It's nothing special. It's a waveform. But if that's your uh, preferred poison, uh, same content is available there. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you very much. As always, if you've enjoyed what you've heard here, please give us a positive review wherever you're listening. And those of you that have, thank you so much. We're on Facebook. Search Wobblies and Wizards. Wobbliesandwizards.com is our blog. I'm on Twitter at Logar Harold Crom. We've got a Patreon. Any support you can give us, we'd really appreciate. And those of you that are supporting us there, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. And keep those dice rolling.